You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Root Lock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. In this episode, we will turn to the topic of card reversals, and how a card appearing upside down in a reading can alter its meaning in a number of different ways. I'll cover four distinct ways this can typically work, and demonstrate how to apply this in a tarot reading. But first, we'll discuss how dealing with reversals is a good way to exercise your intuition in reading tarot, which you may remember from episode one is the most fundamental trait of a good tarot reader. Reversals also show us why being open to possible interpretations and exploring different possible meanings with yourself or whoever you're reading for is more of an advanced tarot skill than a sign that you don't know what the cards are saying, and it's something you want to get comfortable doing. I'll also give you an idea of where Rootlock Radio is headed after I complete the course in tarot I originally designed it to be, and that is coming to a close. It's all very exciting. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Rootlock Radio. get started, I'd like to tell you about the future of Rootlock Radio. I have just one episode left to complete the course in tarot that I originally designed. After that, I've got a few ideas of where I'd like to take the podcast, but here's one of them I'm ready to share. I've set up a phone number for you to call in with questions about your life, and I'll be doing free, tarot-based advice on future episodes. So if you're struggling with a decision, a relationship, your job, or anything else, call the number and leave a message or send a text describing your dilemma, and I'll draw on these questions in future episodes. The number is 646-535-8540. Again, that's 646 646- 535-8540. Give me a call, y'all. When it comes to reading tarot cards, card reversals present a particular challenge to a lot of people. And I've had several people reach out to me and express an interest in me covering card reversals at some point, which I've always intended to do. There's a good reason that I've put off talking about card reversals until this time, and a good reason why it's so difficult for so many people. Reading reversed cards, and again, reversed cards are just cards that are drawn upside down, requires a lot more skill and knowledge than reading upright cards. And it also requires the ability to explore possible meanings, rather than understanding that there's just a set meaning to that card. Now, of course, this also applies to upright cards, and whenever you draw an upright card, you should be open to exploring new meanings that you haven't thought of before, and this is one of the best ways for you to get to know your own tarot deck and to tap into your own intuition. But with reversed cards, 
everything that you've sort of memorized about the deck upright becomes both a source material for understanding what the reverse card means, but is also no longer enough for you to establish what that card means. So a big drawback to using reversals in a card reading is that it can overcomplicate the reading. It can really stand in the way of you learning if you do it too soon. And for this reason, I recommend doing upright-only readings while you still are familiarizing yourself with the card meanings. So just flip all the upside-down cards right-side up and conduct the reading like that. But the benefit to reading cards reversed is that it more than doubles the possible meanings of the tarot deck. And so it gives you a lot more possible nuanced messages that you could be receiving from the tarot. And so it is something that you want to have on your radar as a goal at some point to start doing. Now, if you've been listening to all of Rulock Radio and you feel like you've got a pretty good grasp with all the material that we've covered so far, and you've been working with your cards a lot, then you're probably ready for reversals. And only you can know this for sure. But a good kind of test, maybe, is to just draw a few cards out of your deck and without looking them up, see if you can pretty easily tell what the meaning of that card is. If you feel like you've got a pretty good grasp of the way to read all 78 cards, then that means that you're probably ready to deal with reversals. Now, the thing about reversals is that I can't really offer you a clear answer for how to read every card when it's drawn in reverse. I could go through the entire deck like I did with the upright cards, but that would be both rather tedious both for you and me, and would be doing you the disservice of not thinking that you have the skills to figure out how a reversal could alter the upright meaning of the card. And that's exactly what reversals do, is alter the upright meaning. So let that stick in your mind. So I think the better thing to do is to teach you the skill of figuring out that alteration. And that's what I'm going to try to do in this episode. Now, the first thing you want to remember is that a reverse card doesn't just mean the opposite. In fact, this is rarely the case. So throw out the idea that if a card is upside down, that means that it's the exact opposite of what it would mean right side up. So an instance of this would be assuming that the death card meant birth or life if it was upside down. That's not necessarily the case. You also want to be open to possibilities and explore them. And this even comes in handy when you're reading for someone else. So if you're reading for someone else and you draw a reversed card, what I would recommend doing and what I do myself is if the interpretation of that card isn't immediately clear based on the person's particular question or the card's placement in the spread, toss out the possible interpretations that you see in that reverse card. So you might give them three or four possible interpretations and ask them which one resonates most with them. Now, for some people, this may seem like a problem because as the tarot reader, right, you're supposed to be the expert and you're supposed to know what the card is supposed to mean. But I don't really read tarot like that. And I understand tarot as being much more of a platform for creating deep conversation and a therapeutic tool. And the person that's coming to you with a question is much more of an expert on their life than you are. And so Throwing out possible meanings doesn't mean that you're not doing your job right. It means that you're trying to figure out 
what the real issue is or what the things they really need to talk about are. If I throw out a few possible interpretations of a card, the person will say to me, oh yeah, that that one makes a lot of sense to me. And then maybe they'll tell me why. They'll give me a little anecdote or a story about why that particular card means something to them. So what's happening is you're actually drawing the person into the conversation and you're letting their life experience and what they are wanting to learn and talk about guide the reading. So if you don't do this, you're sort of missing out on the opportunity to let the reading go in new, new direction and even deeper. So I highly encourage you to explore possible meanings, even in upright cards, in the moment of the reading. But reverse cards by nature require this even more. Now, this is an invitation to the person you're reading for to engage with the process of the tarot reading, and should not be seen as a failure on your part to do your job. And if you ever have someone, particularly a client that's paying you, challenge you for needing their assistance in interpreting the cards, there are a few things that you can tell them. First, tell them that the reading is about them, and that it will be a richer experience if they are engaged with it. You can also tell them that you approach the tarot as a conversation and therapeutic tool. And if they wonder then what role you are playing and why you're getting paid for it, tell them that you have taken the time to study the cards and to acquire the knowledge they have to offer and the skill to help translate the cards for people who want to ask them questions. The reading is really a conversation between the client and the tarot cards, and you are the translator or the interpreter. And if that doesn't settle them, then they probably aren't going to be satisfied whatever you do. So I would give them a refund and send them on their way. But honestly, I've never had to do that. Now, this is connected to another point that I'd like to make. As you work with your tarot deck and build a relationship with it, you should be open to new card meanings coming up. And don't just rely on the interpretations that anyone, including me, offers you. You should really be looking constantly for new meanings for each of the cards. This goes back to the number one rule of tarot, which is that you need to be in tune with and trust your own intuition. And you should know that all the best tarot readers combine the basic knowledge base that you've been building. So if you've been listening to this podcast or doing research on your own and working with your own tarot deck and gathering knowledge of what other people think the cards mean, then you're building that knowledge base. But the best tarot readers combine that knowledge base with their own intuitive skills. And that involves the ability to be flexible in the moment of a tarot reading to say, hey, I think this actually means something else to me. And I can give an example of this, which would be with the Eight of Wands card, which depicts those eight wands flying through the air, and it's kind of a mysterious card to a lot of people. At one point when I was reading this card, I thought to myself, Air Raid? I see Air Raid in this card, which is nothing I'd ever seen in other people's interpretations of that card. Other people had said that it represented swift movement, or coming back down to the ground in some way, a grounding energy, and so a few other interpretations, but I'd never seen anyone talk about the idea of the sticks falling out of the sky and hitting you. And so I added that particular interpretation of that card to my repertoire, and now that's mostly what that card means to me, and when it comes up, that's the first thing I think about. But that came from my own intuitive skill, and my ability to be flexible in interpreting the tarot cards, and not just sticking to what I had read they meant. 
And this is an ongoing process for me, and it can be influenced by other people as well. And a great example would be a conversation I had with my mother recently, and we were talking about the Four of Swords card. And she said to me that I hadn't mentioned when I talked about the Four of Swords card on the podcast how the person looks like they've died. And she's right, I didn't say that. I talked a lot about meditation and how combining the idea of structure and the number four with the thought that comes with the swords energy created this still meditation stabilizing energy. But another layer to that is, yes, this person does look like they're dead or could be on display in some sort of funereal service. And this observation that my mom made can add another layer of meaning to the card that isn't necessarily at odds with what I originally thought it was about. That moment after death, while we observe someone's passing life, is so unique, and it's interesting to think about what that can represent to us in the context of a tarot reading, besides that moment itself. The stillness that occurs where activity once existed, and the absence of animation in a person who we've always known to be alive, what besides that moment after death could these things be representative of? This is something I'm still pondering, but thank you mom for pointing that out. I love my mom, you guys. So all of this is to say that it's important to remain open to new interpretations of cards, and that's something that we want to keep in mind as we delve into card reversals. Because a card reversal is really just a different meaning of the card. It's an alteration of the upright meaning, which takes a similar skill to being open to different meanings in the upright card. Possibilities are sort of endless when it comes to the tarot, and this is one of those moments where you are you're beginning to move away from other people's interpretations and to come up with your own meanings based on what you think the alteration of the meaning of the card could be. Because that's exactly what a reversal is, is an alteration of the energy and meaning of that card. So why don't we take a look at the different ways that that can happen. So I first introduced the idea of reversals when I was covering the court cards in the last two episodes. And when it came to court cards, I introduced the idea of reversals as a corruption of the upright personality. So we thought about the way that the particular energy of the suit might corrupt the personality that we see on that card. So within the suit of wands, the corrupting force could be something like narcissism. In the suit of cups, it could be emotional indulgence. In the suit of pentacles, it could be greed or laziness. And in the suit of swords, it can be oppression. So we see this corruption of the upright personality. The reason I began to introduce reversals when I was talking about the court cards is because it's pretty straightforward with the court cards. Even though some of the cards have more than one possible meaning, such as the King of Pentacles reversed, which could mean a stingy, rich person, or someone who uses money to control other people. Either way, we have this sort of corruption of the upright energy, which has a lot of generosity to it. So what we see there is this corruption of the energy, which gets us to the idea that all reversals are some kind of alteration 
of the upright energy. And there's a lot of ways this can go, and you should really keep in mind that there are many different ways that a reversal can alter that meaning. But I've got four possible ways that a card's energy can be altered that I'm going to share with you today. And from my experience, most card reversals can fall into one of these four categories. So really you should think about this as is more of a demonstration of how to figure out card reversals than me telling you what a card reversal is supposed to mean. And it's sort of one of those you can lead a horse to water moments, right? I can't remember exactly how that parable goes, but it's something like if you lead a horse to the water, it's going to be reliant on you to get that water. But if you teach a horse how to find water, then the horse will be able to get water with or without you. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. So the first possibility for the way that the energy of a card can be altered through a reversal is the one that we covered in the court cards, which is a corruption of the upright meaning. And this is particularly applicable to cards that represent a personality trait or some sort of value. So an example would be the emperor or the empress cards. We have the great paternal and and maternal energies and personalities represented in those cards. We think of the great archetypal father and the great archetypal mother, but if they come up reversed, then we can kind of think of the great archetypal bad father or the archetypal bad mother. So a bad father can be a very authoritarian, disciplinarian, abusive type of father. And a bad mother, again archetypally speaking, could be neglectful or overly enmeshed or failing to nurture in some way. So that could be the way that those personalities are corrupted by a reversal. And I also said that it could represent a value, right? So when you think of something like the justice card, when when it comes up reversed, it could possibly mean that the value of justice is corrupted into something like injustice or imbalance or justice not being served in the way that it's supposed to be. So that's the first way that a reversal can alter the energy of the upright card. The second way is for the flow of energy of the card to be reduced or blocked. So this is particularly true if the card is about energy flow. So an example would be the aces, where the pure dose of the energy of that suit is offered to you, right? It's like you're receiving this flow of the energy of whatever that suit is. So if it's reversed, it might mean that that's blocked and you're not getting much of the energy of that suit coming your way. Or there could even be a backflow in which the energy of the suit is being sucked out of you. Another example would be the star card, right? In the star card, we talked about this idea of the spiritual channel between the self and the universe being open and there being a flow of energy between you and the universe. If this were reversed, perhaps that channel is blocked or not really flowing freely. So that's something to think about. And maybe you would want to try to open that up if you are, if it's brought to your awareness that that's not happening. So one analogy that I could kind of think of with this particular type of way of reading reversals is something like planetary retrogrades in astrology, right? So when a planet is moving forward, we think of its energy as flowing. But when it's either stationed or moving backwards in a retrograde, we think of the energy associated with that planet as either coming to a standstill or having some sort of 
backflow. So you could think of something similar in a reversed card, especially if that card has something to do with energy flow. The third way that a reversal can alter the meaning of an upright card is that the energy of the card is being released or coming to an end. So you could think about this uh, with something like a difficult energy experience represented in something like the devil card where you're enchained in some way and you're stuck in a bad pattern or an addiction and if you draw the devil reversed one possible explanation for that is that you are being released from those chains it's coming to an end but this could also be applied to a more positive card like the strength card so if you draw the strength card reversed and you've been feeling very strong and very in touch with your inner values lately this could mean that you're losing touch with that or you're moving away from that in some way and you're losing your strength so it might be drawing your attention to that the fourth way that the energy of a card can be altered by a reversal is that the energy of the card is being resisted and this is probably particularly true when it comes to difficult processes that are represented in cards so for instance the death card right represents this transition that is a little bit scary and takes some faith on your part that everything's going to be okay and there will be a light at the end of the tunnel so if you draw death reversed it could mean that you're supposed to be going through transition but you're resisting it and you're not letting go and letting that transition happen or with the tower card which represents that total collapse right but a collapse that's supposed to happen you might be resisting the collapse if you draw the tower reversed now these are four ways that it's possible for card reversals to alter the meaning of the card and again the first is for it to corrupt the meaning of the card especially if it's a personality trait or value the second is to reduce or block the flow of energy kind of like a planetary station or retrograde the third is to is for the energy of the card to be released or to be coming to an end and the fourth is for the energy of the card to be resisted but of course other specific cards might have other possibilities so an example would be the Hierophant, which represents societal values and indoctrination. Perhaps if you draw the Hierophant reverse, this means some sort of healthy rejection of societal values or a rebellion. And that's usually what I think of when I see the Hierophant reversed. So now that we've established these four possible ways that reversals can alter the meanings of a card, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So I'm going to take a couple of cards and walk you through how you might be able to determine what the meaning of that card is when it comes up reversed. So the first one is the Fool. And when you think of the Fool, of course, you think of a brand new start and a fresh new blank slate and just the very beginning of a journey with infinite possibility. But if you draw the Fool reversed, you could apply each of these four possible alterations to that meaning and come up with a number of different ways that the Fool reverse could manifest as meaning. So again, the first is the corruption of the energy. So maybe that fresh blank slate of the Upright Fool is corrupted when you draw it reversed into something like foolishness or having defiant ignorance or sort of a purposeful naive nature 
you know, all the things that we associate with not knowing, which the fool represents in a very beautiful way, but in a more corrupt way, the more negative side of not knowing. Now, again, the second possibility is that the flow of energy is blocked. So perhaps when you draw the fool reversed, it means somehow you're being prevented from a fresh start or there's some sort of staleness happening. So that, that fresh flowing energy that we see in the Fool of, of starting over in a new beginning is somehow blocked or prevented. The third possible way that a, this card could be altered is for it to be released or coming to an end. So what this could mean is that you're reaching the end of the journey and that you've learned your lessons, and it's time to close that chapter. So people often think of the world card as being the end of the fool's journey, right? But the world card has a lot of denotation about integration and achievement and accomplishment. So if you draw the fool reversed as the end of a journey, it might represent more of just something coming to an end, a chapter coming to a close, that isn't quite as grandiose as what you would get if you drew the world as the conclusion of that journey. The fourth way that the energy of the card be, could be altered by the reversal is that you're actively resisting that energy. So this could represent someone resisting a new start that's supposed to happen. And of course this is not comprehensive, there are many other possibilities that could come up, but this is one way that you can go through and try to figure out what the card may mean when you draw it reversed. Now, you ask yourself, how do I know which one to use? Well, think through the different possibilities and see if one jumps out at you or the person that you're reading for. So you could even say, you know, there are a few different possibilities. I'm going to tell you what they are, and you let me know which of these seems to jump out at you, and I bet one of them will. You could also see, based on the question or the position of the card and the spread, maybe one of them makes more sense. So if you have someone asking you a question and they give you quite a bit of detail, maybe one of the interpretations will make a lot more sense than another one. So be sure to consider the context of the reading. And another thing is, if there's one possible meaning that is what, what you or the person who you're reading for really doesn't want to hear. That could be it too. There's a lot of times when a tarot card is exactly not what we want to hear, that's a source of information, right? Our resistance to that card lets us know what we're fearing and what's preventing us from growth and what we don't want to let go of and what we don't want to move past or what we don't want to move into. So, if there's one interpretation of a card reversed that makes you go, oh no, I don't want it to be that one, then you might want to actually consider that that could be it. Or at least consider why you're so resistant to that particular interpretation. Because there might be something to it. Figure out what it's trying to tell you and how this message is maybe helping you to deal with something that you haven't wanted to deal with. So another card I'm going to use to demonstrate this is the tower. And I chose the tower because it is such a dreaded card and such an intense card. And so it's interesting to look at how a generally negatively viewed card could intersect with the idea of reversals. So the tower upright represents this sudden collapse, right? Sudden total collapse. All of the structures you rely on are pulled out from underneath you and you tumble down, you don't know what's gonna happen, but eventually it leads to the star card, right? which is the sort of phoenix rising moment after the collapse. So 
If you draw the tower reversed, there's a few different possibilities. And let's go through and apply these four possible alterations of the meaning to the tower. So the first would be the corruption of the energy. And that could be a little bit difficult to understand, right? Because this is a very difficult and scary card. So how could it be corrupted? Well, when we remember that the tower represents a collapse that needs to happen, a necessary collapse. It is the unchaining from the devil that leads us to the serenity of the star. We understand that the tower is a collapse that needs to happen. And so how could that be corrupted? Well, it could be that someone or something, maybe even you, is trying to force a collapse that would be bad and should not happen. So the tower reverse could represent some kind of collapse that really shouldn't be happening and that is being forced in some way. The second possibility is that the flow of energy is blocked somehow. So how does this apply to the tower? Well, usually the tower collapses in a rather swift way, as represented by that lightning strike, right? So in the reversed, it could be a very slow collapse. So the tower reverse could represent the slow collapse. The third possibility is that we're being released of the energy of the card, or it's coming to an end. So drawing the tower reverse could mean that you're almost done with the collapse. It's almost over, and the star card is on its way. Or it could mean a resistance to the energy of the card. Remember, that's the fourth possibility. So this could mean that the collapse needs to happen, but you're resisting it, which means you're kind of letting yourself live in the devil's chains. So again, that's the way that we can take those four possible ways that the energy of the card is altered by a reversal and apply it to the tower. And of course, you also want to be open to other possibilities that jump out to you. So, so far we've covered two major arcana cards and applied the ways that the, these reversal alterations can affect those cards. In the two previous episodes, we talked all about reversals with court cards, so I want to cover one minor arcana card, and just to make it a little bit more fun, I'm going to draw it right now, just to kind of show you a little bit more how the process might work if I see the card with no preface of which card I'm working with. So let's see what we've got here. The Three of Swords. Okay, so the first thing we want to do is think, okay, upright, this is the card of heartbreak, right? We have those three swords stabbing into the heart. So how could this, this energy be altered through the four possible reversals that we talked about? Well, the first is that the value of that card may somehow be corrupted. So we might want to think, how could heartbreak, which is already pretty difficult, be something that's corrupted? Well, it's possible, right, that a lot of times heartbreak comes out of just two people not being able to reconcile things, even though they care about each other a great deal. So perhaps with the reversal, it could be that someone has been deceiving someone else and leading them along and manipulating them and making them fall in love with them or otherwise be affectionate towards them when really all along they had malicious intentions. So the heartbreak could be coming from some sort of more corrupt or evil intention with the three of heart, sorry, the three of swords reversed. The second possibility is the flow of this energy is somehow reduced or blocked. So it could be sort of this slow trickle of a feeling of heartbreak, right? Maybe you're in a relationship or some other situation, 
especially an interpersonal one that is kind of making you feel constantly heartbroken, right? Your heart is aching, but it's not, nothing is really happening. There's no resolution or swift movement happening. It's just this sort of constant state of half heartbreak. So that could possibly be it too. The third is that the energy of the card is being released or coming to an end. So that could be overcoming heartbreak if you've been feeling that way a lot, or you've been drawing this card upright a lot. This could be saying that the heartbreak is coming to an end, and soon you'll be on the other side of it. And then the fourth possibility is that the energy of the card is being resisted. So it might be that you're kind of willfully blinding yourself or resisting the heartbreak you should be feeling. So maybe something bad has happened, or you've been dumped, and you're just sort of cutting yourself off from your feelings. Or maybe you know that the end of a relationship or some other situation that you're very emotionally invested in is coming, and you're sort of in denial about it. So that's, again, just going through the four possible ways that you can apply the alteration of a meaning in a reversal to a card, and this card is the Three of Swords. Now, there's one more way I'd like to suggest approaching reversals that might work for you, especially if you're a more visual person, and it might work well for you, so let's talk about it. So, with the tower, for instance, right, when the card is upright, we see this lightning striking the building, and these people falling headfirst down towards the ground, and it's pretty intense, right? But visually, when the card is reversed, these people look more like they're kind of being sucked up into the sky. It's still a pretty scary looking moment, but the energy is flowing in the other direction. And so there's something kind of interesting visually about these people flying upwards. I don't know if you've watched the new Twin Peaks series at all, but I think of that moment where Laura Palmer is sucked upwards in the red room. So if we look at this card visually, we could try to interpret what someone being sucked upwards could mean, and how this might differ from the freefall we see in the upright card. One idea that comes to mind for me is this meaning that you are rather suddenly getting a sort of divine or universe-determined course correction that brings you toward your fate. It's almost like the judgment card, but you don't follow the call by free will like you do in the judgment card where you hear the trumpet and follow it. In this card, maybe you're forced to follow the call of fate by an event in which you have no free will. So it retains the fatefulness of the lightning from the sky in the upright card, but it's more of a rising to meet something that you are meant to do than a collapse and free fall to the ground where you must start building again, which is what we see in that upright card. So there's some similarity, but the ultimate action of the card is a little bit the opposite. Another card that we could think of as visually altered when it's upside down is the Ten of Swords. So the Ten of Swords, you'll remember, is the card that depicts a person with ten swords sticking out of their back, and they're face down on the ground with all these swords sticking out of them. But when you read it upside down, the visual changes. 
And it seems more that we have this person who's pinned to the ceiling with these ten swords. And you could use your creative interpretation to try to figure out what that might mean. So for me, the idea of someone being pinned to the ceiling kind of feels like being backed into a corner. Or perhaps that people are trying to help elevate you in some way, but they are actually just harming you or making you feel stuck or trapped. Another card that could be an interesting one to look at upside down is the Hanged Man, right? Because the hanged in the Hanged Man card, he's hanging upside down by one of his feet, and he's got this halo around his head. But if we read that card reversed from a visual standpoint, it looks more like he's kind of like a ballerino standing on one foot with his other foot crossed behind him and his two arms behind him. So we might have some sort of creative interpretation of what that means visually. So using a primarily visual interpretation of the cards, especially when they're reversed, might be something you want to consider. This probably resonates with some people more than others. Some people are more visual. And so if that's you, you might want to consider trying to read these cards in that way. I'm just looking at them and figuring out what you see and how the story looks different to you when the card is upside down. Rootlock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It's written and produced by me, Weston. Music for today's show was provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. You can find information about both of these artists in the show notes. Notes for this episode, including contact information for listener questions, can be found on the Rootlock Tarot website at rootlocktarot.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio. Rootlock Radio